Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. What is up, my health rebels? Happy Saturday, July 2nd. Literally recording this before I get on a flight. I make a commitment to record one podcast episode a week. And I don't know about you, but I am just not a like do it ahead of time kind of gal. I kind of thrive under pressure, but also I don't like to force creativity. So I wasn't um, able to get a podcast episode out last week. The traveling, I don't know about you, but I am like, I love to travel. I also am like quite the homebody as I'm getting older. And I don't know if this is like a pandemic thing, but I just like really love, unless I have a partner, I'm like, I would like to spend 90% of my time alone. <laughs> it's going to be quite the adjustment when I have kids one day. <laughs> like that first child's going to be like blows my world apart. And I imagine if there are any mothers or fathers listening, you have a lot of experience you could share with me on what that's like. And when that time comes, there'll be a podcast episode about it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll commune over that then. Today, though, is a quick activation around money energetics, and I shared a live yesterday on my Instagram about how a year ago today, well, a year ago this month, towards the end of July, I had just been serving for about a month, and I was like ashamed of it, not because serving is a terrible job by any means, but because I had done it for years, and they call it the golden handcuffs for a reason. I was using it as a means to an end, but it was like not something that was like a passion of mine or something I really enjoyed doing. It was just like quick cash. And for most of my life, I chased after the quick cash, you know, the odd jobs. I didn't have like a lot of commitment to any sort of corporation in particular, mostly because I'm really designed to work for myself. Like it is an all out brawl to try to enjoy working for somebody else. Um, I don't even enjoy collaborating with other business owners, really. It's like a very small select few, like Lauren coming on as my business um, partner for our Route to Rise retreats. This is like a vision that's been coming together for quite some time. Um, And we are so different yet so aligned. So there's a lot in there. I'm not really sure why I'm going down that tangent and explaining to you all of that, which by the way, total side note, the retreat is 50% sold out. So the price will go up. We love to reward those who are fast action takers like we are. That's just kind of the nature of the business. So if it's something you've been sitting on the fence about, I highly recommend. The link is in my bio, getting yourself um, to this retreat. It is going to be massively transformative. And I know you will walk away feeling not only activated and amplified and just having practical tools. Lauren is like, deeply the practical tools queen. Um, So I love that we're pairing up because I'm all about feels and um, that kind of flow, right? So speaking of like energetics, providing for yourself, 
whether you're in a partnership or you're still living at home or whatever this may look like, let's go back to over a year ago. Um, I was in a relationship with someone who was like very not aligned for me, <laughs> aka every man the past three years. But I was happy to like be in a partnership. So I wasn't really asking too many questions <laughs> or, you know, having the boundaries that I have now and the standards that I have now. So I'm in this relationship and I have a big financial loss that happens in May. Um, I'm in a mastermind that costs $1,200 a month. My rent's 1000 a month. Like there's a lot of things. I'm pulling out like high interest business loans. I'm not paying credit cards. I'm just like not paying back someone that I owned, owed a loan to. And, you know, while I'm not a money energetics coach, there are a few tools and tips that I'm going to give you right now about how to change that experience with money. And um, if you follow my dear friend and past mentor, Nicole Sylvester, she is the money energetics like goddess. You go to her, she's going to snap you to attention. And I was in her mastermind at the time and had gone through Money Miracles, uh, which is her online course. And the first, literally the first step is to get into integrity with where you're at right now. Because if there's something I notice, and this is in intimacy regard in whatever relationship, you know, speaking of the relationship that I was in this time last year, we didn't have a lot of intimacy because we were both kind of scared. I think I was a picture of like perfection of what he wanted in his life. And he was someone who was available. And so I was like, and he was attractive and fun. And so I felt like, okay, maybe we could make this work. But if we had gotten honest and really got clear on where we were at, that two, almost three month relationship would have ended really fast. And that's how, you know, getting into integrity with what your needs are and what you want means taking radical ownership about where you're at right now. And nobody's right or wrong, just where you are may not align with another person. And it also may not align with the lifestyle that you're living. So since I was a little kid, my dad used to say, you have champagne taste on a beer budget. And I'm really stoked that like my budget is starting to become champagne. That feels really good. But to get here, I had to really face where I was. And so I started to rip the bandaid off and opened up the bills and called the credit card companies. Mind you, this was a very slow process. I probably had three or four more months where I still avoided being very honest about where I was and what it was going to take because I knew I didn't want to work for anyone. But at the same time, I also felt like a failure. And so like my energetics were just like way off. And it took some, some really clear honesty. At this time, I had just moved in with my now past roommate and dear friend, Ellie. Um, and we both were struggling through like financial ups and downs. This is like the entrepreneur journey. It is not for the faint of heart, I'll tell you that much. Um, so as I'm serving, I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm feeling like, how did I get here? And the truth is, is we know how we got somewhere. We just were not consciously choosing where we were at. And so this was the beginning of me really starting to consciously choose. And I would say 
I still had a belief that a man was going to come in and like pay for my life and take care of me. It was a little subconscious. Some of it I was aware of. Um, but when I was engaged, like he financially really took the reins and took care of a lot of our, um, I had a lot of financial immaturity with him and nobody teaches you this stuff. And if you come from a family that doesn't discuss wealth, um, or entrepreneurship, or like what it really, really takes to get into integrity with your finances. I mean, most people live well above their actual like income and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, thankfully we live in a country that offers credit and loans in ways that, because not every country does, right? Ways in which we can maybe invest in a dream. What I'm starting to realize though, is that before we take a leap, we have to feel really safe. And when I was paying $1,200 a month and my basic needs weren't getting met, I wasn't able to, you know, feed myself sometimes. My mom was coming over and like, you know, low key dropping off food or taking me out to dinner, knowing that I didn't have the finances. Um, But I was prideful and I didn't want to tell people how much I was really struggling because I was embarrassed knowing that I had got myself there. And if any of this rings true for you, like, you are not alone. Ah, you are not alone. It's like such an icky, shameful feeling. So three months ago, I had to make a really tough decision. And like part of it was like a big part of it was around finances. And I remembered thinking, I never want to get to a point again, where like the life I desire is right in front of me, but I really can't because of finances. And I know it's so much easier said than done. But that was the day when I fully ripped that Band-Aid off. You know, I had been like, I'd say I ripped it off, but it was like I kind of peeled it back. You know, there were still some hairs like hanging on. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready. I ripped that bitch right off. And I was like, what the fuck do I have to do? And I started praying and meditating. And I started asking quality questions of myself. Because that's really the most important thing that we can do is like, okay, if I'm honest with myself, what can I afford? And that's when I set up the plan to, instead of signing another lease in Arizona, move in with my mom and set up a intense, because I'm an extremist, (laughs) intense loan payoff plan that was going to feel like get this shit done. You know what's cool though, is that commitment was freaking met by by the universe, by life. Because at the same time, um, in March, I had taken on a job as a head trainer at a local F45 studio. And mostly because I did want to be back in studio, but I really felt like it was time for me to kind of grind it out for a bit. And so I called all of these companies and was like, I want to set up a payment plan. I'm going to pay this one off first. It's $1,000 a week. And then I'm going to pay off the next one. And then I'm going to pay off the next one. And I'm just going to keep going. And I'm going to wait on some of the like cute new clothes I want or whatever it may be. And I was finally for the first time in my life really willing to not trade what I want most for what I want now. Because what I really wanted was financial liberation. I wanted to feel open and expansive in my body when I went to go purchase something instead of scared. So with this work, I also had to start asking myself questions. What are my generational families like? money beliefs. What do, what do they say about money around me? Because this lives in my subconscious. And what are my greatest fears? 
And I realized one of my greatest fears about becoming wealthy, becoming rich, becoming a rich woman was A, that men wouldn't find me as desirable because what do I need them for, right? Like, and especially coming from a woman who was like wanting the knight in shining armor to save her. I'm like, well, then what is he going to do if he can't financially, like financially support me? What is it? What What's his purpose going to be? And I'm realizing that the men you start to attract when you don't need them, you just want them. And you're like, oh, I desire your presence in my life. Oh, girl, they are a different breed. Let me tell you. Um, so I believed that. And then I also believed that I would be look at, looked at as stuck up, as like not humble, as greedy, because these were beliefs that I had about rich people. Um, speaking of that guy that I was dating this time last year, one time he took me through a wealthy neighborhood that I had actually driven through because it reminded me of California and I was looking at places to rent there. He goes, you want to see a bougie neighborhood? And I'm like, I guess I do. So we drive through this bougie neighborhood and he's like, everyone just casually has a G wagon. And I was like, I know that's awesome. And he was like, awesome. And I'm like, Oh, we like clearly feel very different. And one of my mentors said something that like, forever kind of shifted me around greediness and wealth. He said, you'll never be poor enough to help the poor, Alicia. So like, stop. Because there's this like, it's okay to talk shit about people who have money in a way that like they're getting to live the life that they desire. So instead of celebrating them, and this is part of the energetics of money, is if you reject that about another person and you're like, fuck them and their life and their money, they're probably assholes. It's like, or maybe at one time they were a business owner like me, literally grinding it out and saying no to things that like most people would just say yes to because they're numbing out or whatever. Like I don't know their story. So maybe I actually just sit in the expansiveness of like, go them. Like, fuck yeah, they have the money to do whatever they want in life. Wow, that's exciting. I'm so stoked that they're an example of that for me. So a little bit of a shift there. Those were my two main ones, though, that I would be unrelatable and people would look at me like I was greedy for the desires that I had. Um, and that men would be like, what do I do with this woman now? And this is why it's really important to ask these questions and say, is this really true? I just spent a week long, what we called it the wedding retreat, uh, with my dear friends, Rachel and Emilio and every single person there almost. And I'm talking like 80% of the guests are entrepreneurs, are business owners. And the conversations we had were so immediately like depth immediately like connecting. And it was like, oh, I feel like I'm around my people. Right. And so sometimes the people around you aren't wrong for wanting the life that they want. Like my ex, you know, boyfriend around this time, he's not wrong for wanting to live the life that he wanted. But every day I got to hear him complain about his job and how much he hated it. And I'm like, why live there? Why live in that funk? Right. And that's also not ours to deal with and update. He still works that job. (laughs) So any ladies who are like, but he has potential, he does, but it's literally only going to be when he decides to like grow into it, that he'll actually like show up for it. So don't wait around. Um, so when we're in these spaces, right. Of expanded people who they don't bat an eye about like something that 
used to seem really huge to me, like a $10,000 investment. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Sounds about right. Like, checks out. Keep going. You know, like, what else you got? Being around people like that has really taught me that, like, you do become the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And when it comes to money, if you're the one making the most out of everyone in your circle, be really clear on, like, if... Not that they're bad people or people that you don't love and you want to continue to like have a dear friendship with, but are they the crew that's going to like get you to the next level? Probably not. Unless y'all make this commitment to like grow together. And it's also not wrong. Write this down. Your desires are not wrong. Your desires are divine. My mentor, Nicole, used to say your desires are divine assignments. Like, Not everybody, there are some people who feel the most expanded living on a farm in the middle of Minnesota and they're just like, I feel like I'm living the life of my dreams. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's exciting. I want that for them. That doesn't feel expansive to me, (laughs) but I'm so happy to celebrate them being truly in alignment with who they want to be. So when you have an inner disagreement about a want, right? Well, I want to fly first class. But then a part of me is like, well, who do you think you are flying first class? That is a disagreement between what I want and what I'm going to allow myself to experience. So part of the work here was to start saying, I will no longer take jobs. Like in those moments when I was serving, I was very grateful for it. I was very happy to um, have money coming back in. Yet I had to also, I got to also reinvent and re-envision my future. And the lesson that I had to learn in March was it's time to really get into agreement. So I get into agreement. Let's go back into me being at F45 and I'm driving to work one day and I'm like, okay, this is also not it. And so sometimes you got to put yourself, whoops, my headphone fell out. You got to put yourself in the situation of like, all right, well, here I am. I'm doing this now. I'm doing the thing. I was making much better money, starting to feel some freedom, some breathing room. And I was like, hmm, okay, I don't want to get up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Like, this is a no for me. I don't want to coach 20 hours a week. I'm sorry. So I started to think of what's another way. And I kid you not, I was just driving to work at 4 a.m. and this download drops into me. And it's like, this is how you're going to do it. And it's so clear. If you've ever written something or like an idea just came to you as if it was handed to you, it was like that. It was formed, the contract, the retainer, everything. And I'm not saying that like this just happens all the time or for everybody. It just, that's literally how it happened to me. So I want to be like really honest with that. Now it still took me saying, because I think all of us get this intuitive guidance, but our inner programming pushes against it. Because I was about to pitch something that I could be rejected. You know, they could say no. But I didn't care because I was in a position where I was suffering enough where I was just like, I'm willing to put myself on the line. I'm willing to put my pride and my ego aside because like, I'll get a yes sooner or later. It's going to happen. Maybe this isn't it, but this really feels like it is. And it was. (laughs) And I raised my income literally in one month. Double. In one month. And then after that month, I raised it another 2000 And then after that month, I raised it another 2000 And here we are in July. 
And I'm like, holy crap, that was a quantum leap in consciousness of saying, I deserve to have what I want. And I believe this for myself and I believe this for everyone else. And I am not wrong. And I'm no longer going to put myself in circles where I am wronged or I can even just like feel that someone's threatened by my big dreams. Like I'm done with that. So getting into integrity, A, look at your bills, look at your credit. If you don't know while we're talking right now what your credit score is, go look and get really clear on what's the plan of action to like get into integrity with this. And when you start to do that, what ends up happening is you start opening up the doors for financial flow because it's like a relationship. Say money was your husband, your boyfriend, your partner, whatever your significant other. If you don't have one, say it was your pet (laughs) and you ignored it for days, maybe months, maybe years. And you only paid attention to it like once every now and again. Do you think it would die, leave you, be resentful? Maybe. So if you start looking at money as bae, I call money bae. And I'm like, "Mm, bae, how are you doing today? Let me look at you. I open up my bank account. I have a conversation. I set a date every Monday. I have a money date. Except for this past Monday when I was traveling, I sit down, I look at my finances, I do projected, like I look at everything that's on automatic. I now have, you know, someone I hired to help support me in my business. And she is the first big investment I've ever had. It's been paying off though. You know, one of my friends, when I told him how much I was going to be paying her a month, I was like, I don't know. I just feel like, is my business ready for that? And he goes, well, what's the ROI? What's the return on investment in three months? Is that $3,000 going to turn around and be 6,000? Can it be? What are, what's your vision in hiring her? Don't just hire her. Cause you think it's cool to like have somebody support you. Like, do you have a plan of action for her? And I was like, damn, okay, no, you're right. And so I sat down and made sure that was all very clear. And I got really honest with everyone around me who had been helping and supporting me and was like, this is where I'm at. And I promise I am like paying this and I am doing this and I'm getting into integrity and in alignment. Money loves integrity. Just like you want integrity from a a significant other or a friendship, money is the same exact kind of relationship. So get into integrity, check out your circle. Maybe you need to get into a room of people who are like expansive and they're living at a level that says anything can happen regardless of a recession, inflation, gas prices. Be very careful like who projects their stuff on you. Like today someone was like giving me business advice who's never owned a business and I'm just shaking my head up and down like, "Oh yeah, no, totally. Thank you for that." You know, as I'm also just like, "How would you know what to do?" <laughs> like not from a space of just like judgment, but just like really pay attention. If you wouldn't swap lives with someone, I probably wouldn't take advice from them. Like, sorry. I think everyone has wisdom to share and it's great, but it's also coming through the lens of their life experience. So if no one has ever been a millionaire before in your family and that's somewhere that you want to go, probably don't take advice from someone who's on like a salary for the year that isn't a million dollars and they don't have a different more like multiple forms of income, right? It's like would you go to a dentist for personal training? Probably not. <laughs> and so it's it's necessary to really surround yourself and block out the news, like block out the things. And this is where it can be like a little bit scary because people are like, well, are you spiritually bypassing? Are you just living in this fantasy land? And I'm like, 
we all get to decide the reality that we want to live in. Right now, in our political climate, women's like rights to their bodies are being stripped away. I would love to be in a position where I could help one woman a month get the necessary means that she needs. If I don't take care of my basic, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you've never looked it up, I highly suggest go, going and looking it up. If I don't have my basic needs covered, I can't help her because I can't help myself. And so to me, it's almost like a conspiracy theory of like constantly keeping people in a disempowered state of being like, yeah, get credit cards. Yeah, live well above your means and feel like you're always chasing your tail. So you never feel empowered to expand back and say, how could I launch that business right now? How could I get to that next level for myself? Am I ready to get rejected and walk in and ask for a raise and see what happens? Right? There are so many levels uh, and opportunities and somebody who has never like grown up around business owners or entrepreneurship, I can tell you that like, I don't discuss what's going on in my business with anyone in like certain circles of my life. If they're not a business owner themselves, because it's really like hashtag unrelatable. There are different stresses. There are different pains. There's a different level of obsession to be able to launch something and be committed to it when there's nobody holding it over your head. You know, I have an employee now, so there is something to think about. But going back to just like money energetics and this activation, place your hand on your heart and one on your belly and just close your eyes and take a deep breath. Exhale. It is safe for me to be wildly wealthy. And whatever that looks like, I am open to holding that vision for myself because, go ahead and open your eyes, because you have to be the one, have to get to whatever verbiage you want to use around there. I got to be the one to prove to myself that I would fight for myself, that I would stand in my corner, that I would take a chance on me, no matter what, no matter how many times I fucking failed in the past, which is a lot, and how much debt was hanging over my head, which was a decent amount. <laughs> It didn't matter how many times I had fallen. I knew that I was never going to do what I was doing this time last year, which was on my knees, begging my ex-fiance to pay my rent, A, and B, this past March, having to make a decision that maybe would have been different had I had the finances. So really step into what do I actually want and what have I just been allowing myself to have? right? Where am I out of integrity on these things? And I guarantee you, when you start showing up and meeting money halfway, it will start showing up with you. There's a great book. I talk about it a lot. And this is from my mentor. It's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's all about the energetics of money. I read that book for three years before it started to make sense to me. <laughs> Devotion and discipline to growth takes and to unlearning a level of programming that is systemic. This country deeply desires to keep people stuck. And I'm not really sure, you know, why that is, but we definitely don't learn how to have like a good relationship with money when we're young, how to invest it, how to take care of it. So if you feel like you're in a position right now where you're stuck, you're not stuck. It's just going to take a little bit of time and energy to step back and really open up to the gifts and the ideas and the things. If you've ever read the book, Big Magic, know that there are creative ideas that are literally the leap that you're supposed to take 
Guaranteed it's an internal programming that's stopping you though. And just like a computer, you get to, as Beyonce says, upgrade. <laughs> and to close this all out, the two beliefs that I was talking about, I've really been working on the right man for me is not threatened by my desire for wealth. He enjoys talking about it with me and he has his own wealth. And so the two of us together get to like really spoil our families, spoil ourselves, create like a new generation of children that like get to play in this infinite possibility. And we get to just continue to create this, create charities together. Getting really clear on what I wanted versus what I believed I deserved at the time has changed my life. And from there, I got to really get excited about where I'm going and and what's available to me. So I just love to hear how this episode landed for you. You guys are so incredibly special to me. We are expanding all the time through this podcast, whether it be, you know, spiritually fit is all about truly flexing that muscle of growth and understanding that life is growth. It truly is. You are nature and nature is always and ever seeking to expand, to have death and rebirth. So the more we can invite that in and encourage that in to transform us, it can feel sticky and painful at times. I'm having a moment of trying to remember. So it was the men one. Oh, and being unrelatable. That's a tough one for me. I still struggle navigating that when I'm like, ugh. I don't want people to think I'm a complete asshole because I want to fly first class. Um, But I know where my magic lies. And I know this is why I hired support in my business. Because having Krista means that I don't have to focus my energy on things that drain me. Which means I get to help more people have a greater message and impact more lives. Which is really why I feel I am here. So notice that. Where is your energy drained and where could you delegate that out? Even if it was like an intern, I'm about to go like all business owner on you, but just ideas. Hashtag, I love you. And I'm about to go get on a plane. Lastly, Joshua Tree Retreat, link in my bio. There's a payment plan. You can set it all up on your end. You don't even need to get me involved. In fact, we have an events coordinator who's going to be handling all of that. So... I'm happy to answer any further questions that you may have though. All right, you guys until next week. Okay. Whoa. I'm about to leave. I'm like putting on my shoes and I realized, wait, uh, I didn't say the last thing. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate every single thing that you do and have an accountability partner for your like payoff plan and like legitimately celebrate the fuck out of yourself. Okay. I love you. Ooh, squeezing you so hard. That was it. Okay, bye. All right, Health Rebels. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever, tag me in it. I would love to reshare. We can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much. And I would be incredibly honored if you would review, obviously, authentically and honestly, whatever is on your heart. And of course, subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything. So until next time, cheers to your inside games. See you then.